I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we got home late last night. Did you get home late, John? I did. Yeah. It was closer to today than it was yesterday. I know. So last night we were in Sydney and we did our first My Millennial Money live event. And this is a bonus episode today. So... A couple of things. The reason why we just wanted to get back in the studio today and have a chat. Number one, uh, it probably does not reflect our usual type of episode. No. Uh, because one, we're in a room full of, um, I think, about 40 people who yes. listen to the show in Sydney. So, that was fun. Two, I'm not really editing it. So, it's going to be loose. Raw. Raw and loose. <laughs> Three, if you're in the room, the fire alarms, they were testing the fire alarms of... <laughs> Uh, which is great when you're trying to record and there's a fire alarm going off. So, Could Scott Papers set it off? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the first time you've ever listened to our podcast, stop right now <laughs> and go back and listen to any other episode with a two in front of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to any with a one in front. The one's a bit rough. They were our first and... Um, you know, we were, we were pretty raw back then. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. But what did you think of the night, John? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the vibe in the room was uh, much greater than I expected, though. Everyone was up and about, weren't they? And Absolutely. Come, uh, we went a bit over time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was nearly nine o'clock and Absolutely. everyone was still um, yeah, yeah. having a bit of fun. And I just wanted to also say a shout out uh, to AIA mm. uh, and the Vitality Program for uh, one, yep. helping keep the cost low. Uh, they help with um the room the food the drinks um nice food yeah so thank you to aia and they've probably got the leading wellness program in australia and if you use the vitality program john the more that you keep fit over the course of the year your life and income insurances the premiums will be reduced yeah so you're basically rewarded for keeping fit because you've got less of a chance to make a claim. Uh, So that's cool with the Vitality Program. And the more Mm -hmm. that you exercise, you can unlock levels and get, say, 50% off Virgin flights. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I think 50% off gym memberships uh, with Fitness First. a couple of them, yeah. Uh, So it really is a really good wellness program. You can get cash back uh, for the more you exercise with um, gift cards. We recommend everybody as the first step to your wealth building exercise is to make sure that the money never stops yeah and you do that with income insurance yeah if the money stopped for a period of three or four months you've got the income insurance if you couldn't work or if you couldn't work ever again Mm. or something crazy happened with income insurance the money will never stop it's covered yeah because everything you do with property investing the banks want to know two things how how are we getting the money? Yeah. And that's servicing. So, rent and income. Yep. Or if you're buying your own home, uh, where are you going to get the money from? It's yep. income. So, we just want to make sure that- and how um, are you going to pay it back? And how are you going to pay it back? So, yeah, yeah when, you, um, when you speak to your financial advisor or if you reach out and connect to us, uh, make sure when you're talking to the advisor I recommend you to, 
ask them to consider vitality and get Mm. them to explain the benefits for your circumstance. Yeah, I mean, you should be keeping fit and healthy anyway to to make sure you have an enjoyable life, right? But uh, Are you talking to me or the... (laughs) I'm talking to the listeners, mate. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is a a great incentive for doing that anyway. Yeah, but it really was a fun night. Um, For those in the room, I had to edit out a couple of probably inappropriate things that I said. Mm. Um, (laughs) Like, it's funny, I I made a joke about a question that somebody wrote in for the show, but um, it could have been taken that I was having a go at that person, but in all seriousness... um, You weren't. I wasn't, and it was, I think, yeah, it was good, so... Yeah, and uh, it was good for all the sports fans out there. Yeah, uh, so we had Adam Kennedy from... The GWS Giants. Yes. And he's playing his 100th game of AFL this weekend. On the hallowed MCG. Oh, fun. Mm. Let's um, let's play this episode and, yeah, give us some grace. And, yeah, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, don't listen to this one. <laughs> it's for the <laughs> listeners who love us. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to My Millennial Money. We are doing our first ever live recording. And no, it's not live, but we are in front of a group of people in Sydney. So let's have a chat today. So welcome, John. Thanks for um, forgetting the pull-up banners and having to go back and get them. You're a, you're a good kid. Yeah, always keep it interesting. Yeah, and thank you to everybody here who is with us. Everyone just have a cheer or a shout or something or a clap. So, so we've got a group of faithful listeners and this is our first ever live event. Mm. We've got a listener. Do you actually listen to the podcast? Yeah, Avenue? I do. I, yeah. do, I, do. So, <laughs> I promise I do. <laughs> we've pulled Avenue. Is that right? Yeah, yeah sweet. bingo. <laughs> we've pulled Avenue out of the crowd and, you know, we used to get a fair bit of heat for talking banter. Mm. Um, and it's the point now, I don't really care. Just do we it anyway. We still get hate, just we still, ignore it. Yeah, so it's short and sharp. But John, and I'm going to ask you this as well, Avenue. Sure. And before we get on to this, we do have a special guest who is coming up very soon. But John, yes. what did you want to be from the earliest age? What job did you want? And are you doing it now? Oh, well... Uh, the answer to that last question is no, I'm not doing it now. I actually wanted to be what Adam is now, and that was a professional AFL footballer. Really? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I was too, s- too slow. <laughs> no. <too laughs> all the attributes yeah. that made a professional footballer, I realised at about age 16, 17, probably wasn't me. So I changed course. And what age do you think, was it like age five that you wanted to do that? Yeah, as soon as, uh, as young as I can remember. I've never watched yep. an AFL game in my life. Can you do 100 push-ups for no. that? No. I cannot <laughs> believe you have not watched. No. It's the best game on the planet. I'll come to a game. I know, and shout out to Sam Riddington, who's a listener of the show. He works at GWS. Yeah, what good up? fellow, Sammy. Um, Avenue. Um, my earliest memory is wanting to become an architect. Really? Yeah, I just really liked to draw as a kid and it's yeah. just kind of something that I thought, oh, you know what, drawing and architecture kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. And then when I got older, I figured out how much maths is actually involved in yeah, doing that. Yeah, totally. And no, I'm not doing that now. 
What are you doing? So I do at the moment. Yep. I'm actually starting a new job on Monday. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, so um, at the moment, I do business development for a law firm. Sweet. And I'll be moving into a regulatory compliance role at a bank. So when so. I jokingly said, sue me before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Um, I, from probably... When I was about three years old, I used to be at my nan's house at Bado Bay on the Central Coast. Yeah. And they're always used, I always used to see the garbage trucks <laughs> go past. And then a lot of people won't remember, they used to be the men that hung off them yeah. and ran alongside with the truck, grabbed the bin, emptied it. And I'm like, I'm going to be a garbage man <laughs> straight up. For the fitness or uh, just because it was cool? Just to be around the trucks and jumping. the du- garbage, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So I now feel you, like now you speak garbage I mean, instead. Well, editing this podcast, I just <laughs> take out the trash every day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I want it to be a garbage man. Um, oh, good. So, but yeah, so it's our first ever live podcast, and it's going to go up as a bonus episode. And um, it'd be a thousand here, wouldn't there? In oh, a couple of thousand easily. Yeah. So, mm. do you have a favorite episode, Avenue? Um, I actually messaged you about it not too long ago. Oh, yeah, sweet. I did. Yeah, I remember Sorry. very clearly. Did um, he reply? Was I rude? <laughs> no, no, he was very, very <laughs> polite. Even he, he's on the Instagram and everything. But um, <laughs> I asked you when you're going to do an episode about index funds and like generally investment funds. Sure. I guess it's um. Well, we've done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was sweet. That was my answer. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I had Vince up there to help. Hey, Vince. <laughs> So, yeah, we've got Vince Scully in the audience. We've got Ben Kennedy from the last episode about, well, one of the last episodes about um, starting a business when you're 20. Um, so, just remember, if you don't already, you can join us in the Facebook group. Who's in the Facebook group here? Has anyone seen some of the heat that I get? So, some people comment and I write a comment back and then they leave the group. It's kind of... Do <laughs> that. Yeah. That enough? Yeah. Oh, well... I, it was about insurance and they'll, I made a blanket statement that all group insurance basically sucks um, and she challenged me on it that it doesn't. And I'm like, no, you're actually wrong because of these five reasons and then she, was she out just of left the group. So. Yeah, on to the next group. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's right. And then, yeah, so it's pretty funny. But we have a lot of fun. So join the group. Um, I'm pretty active in there because I don't really do much during the day. <laughs> Just respond to comments. Yeah. Uh, you're my people here. Um, and then what we're going to do, we're going to get Adam Kennedy up. He's a GWS giant and he's a great AFL player. Yeah, he's not a giant. <laughs> he's a, actually a player. A footballer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't know anything about sport. Yeah. Um, but thanks so much for jumping up and saying hi. Oh, thank you for having me. And thanks for coming along tonight. Was it worth the money? Oh, 100%. Awesome. I, I even got two tickets from my girlfriend and her sister. That's how much. Oh, perfect. Uh-huh. Worth it. Love it. Is this uh, date night? Uh, yeah, you know what? With it is date night. <laughs> yeah, it is date night, 100%. Lock that in. Actually, I'm going to read a meme that I, got, I saw on Instagram today. Hang on. <laughs> I just want to settle down and grow old with somebody... Who, I only, who only wants to hang out three times a week. So. <laughs> You've done the first one. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. And um, yeah, you ready, John? I'm ready to roll. All right. You're listening to My Millennial Money, where our comments are worth just about as much as what you've paid for them. Nothing. Do you remember that show, Titanic? 
Yeah, and the, the guy says to the old lady, are you ready to go back to Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, John. All right. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this My Millennial Money live edition. It's a bonus edition. It's, on, it's a live case study on rent vesting. And a lot of people listening, when we first introduced Adam to the room, I said he's a good AFL player uh, because I didn't know how to... Uh, so, John, for the listeners, do you want to mm. maybe just give Adam an intro? And to the person who wrote the review that said we should let the guests intru- introduce themselves... <laughs> We're not listening. <laughs> We're not listening. <laughs> I think it's nice, Sue. Yeah. He thinks it's nice for us to introduce the guest. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, and he's a modest lad too, yeah. Kenners. So, he, um, yeah, look, um, he's playing his 100th game this weekend for the GWS Giants in wow. the Australian Football League, uh, which is a massive achievement. Um, uh, I'd like to ask him about his lifelong dream, like you asked yeah, us yeah. earlier. But um, And we will. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, obviously the top grade professional footballer does it for a living um, and, and basically follows his passion. So, yeah, welcome, Adam. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, to get me on on the live edition, that's just great. It makes me a little bit nervous, but no, nah, it should be good fun. I've um, you know listened to the last few, and uh, yeah, I actually enjoy the bands between the both of you. So good. This is going to be good fun. Yeah. So how's it compared to running out on the MCG on a on a Saturday? Is it similar nerves, or is it uh, more nervous here than than on the G? Oh, you'd be surprised. I'm pretty nervous at the moment, to be honest. Um, yeah, this isn't. Uh, this isn't. Um, you know, I'm not very comfortable doing this, but um, yeah, we actually play Hawthorne at the MCG on Sunday. So yep. um, yeah, a pr- bit of a similar feeling from now till then, I reckon. Yeah, great. So, what did you want to do when you uh, your earliest memory of what an occupation is? What did you want to do, and um, are you doing it now? Well, I think I think when I was about five years old, I wanted to be a Garbo. WWE superstar. <laughs> I don't know if uh, anyone knows what that is, but it's it's pretty much the fake wrestling. Um, but when I was about ten years old, I, I must admit I um, I thought how cool it'd be to be an AFL player, and um, yeah, I'm I'm one of the really lucky ones to to be doing that now. So um, yeah, it's it's extremely fun. Yeah, it's awesome. And so, I guess how we. I guess what I wanted to do was position this as a bit of a, a two-part thing, a bit of a case study on your journey with renting and vesting or investing or rent vesting, whatever they call it. And then also about how you've – because you're a client of John's. Uh, and I was jokingly saying to John in the car on the way down, you know, as a professional sports person in a team – or even if you were an athlete that was a tennis player, like how important is the coach role in your team? Because you're all really good AFL players. Why bother having a coach? Because usually they're an old fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Leon if he's listening. Yeah, what up? Kenneth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what does a coach do for the team? Um, yeah, well, I think Leon started with us about six years ago and – um, I must admit, he, he looks a little bit different now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's put on weight. Yeah, I might great. get in a bit of trouble if this gets back to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's um, oh, he's 
he's twenty four seven to be honest. Yeah. Um, he actually gets told at times to try and balance it out a little bit, but um, yeah, he's he's pretty much organising everything. He's got forty four guys on the list, and you know he has to look out for their career, but he also has to be mindful that he makes pretty tough decisions, which it's pretty ruthless industry and um i think the average afl career is about three years or not even maybe Mm. so um because you're the i guess in terms of athletes the most fit and healthy of athletes is that a fair statement and does that mean because you're running so much you wear out faster i don't know i'm don't know yeah that's a a (laughs) fair point from a from an (laughs) afl game across all different codes and team sports i suppose it's it's quite demanding where you've got to you've got to have speed, you've got to have endurance, you you've got to have a lot of agility, you've um, you've got to be strong. Um, like there's a lot of facets to well, the. Would you say the there's game. a lot of uh, horsepower? <laughs> <laughs> you've got to have Daryl in there to give it a horse. So you said that it was average of three years of a player, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm sort of guessing that, mm, but yeah. it'd be roughly. So why is there like? I don't know, one of the old origin players with league and he's been there for 20 years and he's, I don't know, old and 40 years old playing. What's the difference? Nothing to do with money and reinvesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it averages out, doesn't it? Like, Canada's mm-hmm. has played or playing 100 games this weekend, but there might be an 18-year-old kid on the list that plays two games and then gets cut because they, they haven't made the grade. Right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I don't need to understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, sweet. So the coach is a vital part. He balances the team out off and on the field. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, and he's got a lot of assistance around him. But yeah. yeah, they play a pretty big role for us. And I guess like, look, because you're on the field running around, they're kind of looking over strategic strategy um, and seeing more than just what's right in front of you, the player. Yeah, exactly. They they're sitting up in the in the coach's box and they pretty much see everything. So yep. um yeah, we normally come to the bench and we're on the phone for you know, hopefully the right reason, but sometimes we yeah, cop a little bit, you know, a bit of a barrel on the yeah. on the other end, which yeah. is never too much fun. Um but yeah, we've actually had Leon he c- comes down to the ground in the last few games, so he's got that um, you know, he actually wants to see the player face to face and, you know, communicate that way because he thinks that's pretty important. Yeah. So I guess if I parallel that with your wealth journey, um, do you think you'd be where you are today if you didn't engage someone like John to be that third-party sounding board coach in your money life? Um, yeah, to be honest, I'm, so I'm probably halfway through my career and um, I probably missed a little bit of an opportunity at the start. Um, you know, it would have been great to, um, you know, join up with John you know right from the get-go even though we don't know how long our career will go um but yeah just to pretty much you know set me up and and i think the best thing without um without so, giving <laughs> breathe through your mouth <laughs> <laughs> how do you ask me because he's talking and you're sitting there going sorry <laughs> 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 I had to say that. <laughs> it's a bitch to edit that out. He uh, reckons I need a nose reconstruction. You do? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, right. dare. Anyway, go on. You can pull me up on that as well. I've got a bit of asthma. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah and pretty much... Oh. oh, is that a test? All right, they're testing the fire alarm. Going 
Oh, no, that's just my, sorry, countdown timer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all happening here. Jeez. Do we have to go? No, you're nah. I reckon we just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go when the fireys drag me out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so John's role, um, halfway through your career, um, would you have been in the same position or, I don't know, carry on there? Sorry, I interrupted. Um, yeah, and no, I was just pretty much saying, um, without trying to give John a big head, um, <laughs> I know he's come off a big marathon and he's, he's I noticed he did strut in a little bit. Uh, does he normally do that? <laughs> I don't want to, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he um, it's pretty much the best thing I think about him for me is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty clueless with, you know, all the stuff we've talked about earlier. Mm. Um and, you know, I'm the classic footballer in a way, unfortunately. Yep. Um, but, yeah, um, he pretty, pretty much teaches me right from the basics about, you know, the first step. You know, we talked about the pyramid and, um, yep. you know, my, my finances where that, you know, it's not just about the, the end goal. It's, yep. it's about, you know, building, you know, as we say, the, the foundations, yep. um, you know, to get, to get properties and houses and, and what we want. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been great for me. I know he's worked with a few of the other... Other boys, which um, yeah, they're they're really enjoying. Yeah. So I guess anyone listening, like if you wherever you are, it's so important to get outside of your own echo chamber and have that third party coach that you can bounce ideas off and uh, to have encouragement. Because I personally use John as well. Like, he's everyone needs a. And if you're who's in a relationship, you're in a coupled relationship. Yeah. Like, what usually happens is. I'm, a, you know, got my own self here and I've got my own echo chamber in my mind. A couple, the echo chamber will end up being the two people and they're both kind of agreeing on the same thing because they're both emotionally invested in buying this or whatever. You, all, you still need that third party um, to help you along the way. So if you want relationship advice, come and see Glenn. He's happy to... Don't do that. Um, so I guess I want to know, and if we can get... I guess a bit like what does you, as a player what does your week look like and then I'm going to go into I don't know some money questions but we'll keep it high level and yep. all that. Um, yeah so our week pretty much well we go from the sort of two parts to the year um, there's our pre-season which is throughout the summer um, and that's yeah not you know the greatest time for us we're pretty much just um, getting getting flogged on the field. Um, that's pretty much preparing us for the season. Um, it's just a lot of training, and, and that's pretty much it. We we train, eat, and sleep. That's that's what like and a lot of the that guys like say. Five days a week. Uh, yeah, pretty much five and a half days a week. Wow. Um, yeah, that consists of a lot of you know out on the ground, running around, um, in the weights room, and then offsite stuff. And so, um, when you're training that much on a money basis. Like, are you spending much money, like, just on life or are you just so in the trenches training? Like, yeah, what's well, your think, personal spending like? I think during that time, um, we don't have much time on our hands and yeah. um, it is very just business in a way. Um, yeah. I think when we come to the season, sounds a bit weird because that's when the games are, um, we actually get a lot of time during the week. It's a lot about recovery and sure. a lot of our time is just spent... Um, yeah, as I said, recovery, a lot of meetings about the game and, and the game coming up. Um, but yeah, that's where I guess there's a little bit of a trap for um, the AFL athlete and probably a lot of other, you know, NRL for that matter or yeah. whatever, the, whatever else. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, a lot of the guys, as John pointed out, will um, maybe get a little bit bored. Um, mm. And, you know, they're in a pretty good position and might go off and, you know, spend a little bit of their money on on things that, you know, that they do enjoy. But, um, yeah, maybe they don't need all the time. So in your own life, like, you clearly would be on a very decent income for your age and I guess other people in your age cohort. Do you try and live your life on a modest salary, quote unquote, and trying to bank as much as possible for the future? Yeah, well, to be honest, unlike unlike yourself, I'm not a, I'm not a huge car man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when you were rattling off a few of those names before, it just went yeah. straight over. What's your thing? <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. John actually laughs at me. I'm I'm the team. I'm the hand me down man. Or yeah. you know, I'm one of the smaller players, so I just get a lot of clothes off the off the other boys. <laughs> and they've got better um, better fashion sense, so it's actually quite funny. I um I walk into the club every day and I cop a little bit of flack for. Um, you know what I'm wearing and yeah. half the time it's one of my teammates so <laughs> yeah, he's laughing it's, it's ridiculous um, so are you wearing some of their clothing tonight yeah today I'm yeah. I'm dressed by one of the captains <laughs> and um, yeah one of the midfielders so are so. you um, so I've got this spectrum it's like you're a a spender or a saver or a tight ass <laughs> like where where are you on the spectrum um, like are you a saver by nature yeah, I think I'm a saver. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much a lot of my money pretty much goes towards food. I probably yeah. I probably um, eat out a little bit too much. So you that's live at that's Randwick, my yeah. I live in Balmain. Balmain, yeah, sorry, so, sorry, um, Someone lives at Randwick here that I was talking to. Yes, Sheriff, sorry. Um yeah, and just pretty much yeah, fall into that trap of a lot of nice cafes that I keep going to. But yeah. um yeah, besides that I'm yeah, I feel like overall I'm pretty switched on but um with my money. But something, you know, John and I talked about and it's about preparing myself for the future. Um, yeah. A lot of players, after they've retired, um, they sort of, um, yeah, keep spending the money they were, but not on the, you know, the income that they were as well. So, um, Because it's a probably a, a very dangerous. small percentage of players who end up getting, you know, the Channel 9 TV contract and go to the grave, you know, with that 200 grand salary. So it's yeah, and, and I suppose to put in perspective for for the listeners, uh, someone that gets say drafted to an AFL club at, at age eighteen, um, they the minimum they'd be starting on is probably around eighty thousand. Right. So as an eighteen year old, that's a reasonable start, isn't it, for an eighteen mm. year old? But then accelerates pretty quick for for the top end players. So. It, at 22, 23, it's, it's nothing for someone to be on half a million dollars a year. Wow. So they're not expected to they're, – they're, um, how can I put it? They're, they've got the income of a fully grown adult and they're only two or three years out of high school. Mm. So it's, it's not fair to, for them to expect to be – to knowing how to live life and how to channel well, their it, finances. It'd be like, you know, giving – you know, if there was a rich family and someone got their peas, throwing them the keys to the Ferrari the day after. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's a bit of a rent vesting theme. Talk to us about your property journey to date. And did you have it in your mind that, I guess, did you first think, oh, I've got to save up and buy somewhere to live? Or was it, I'm renting and I'm oblivious to what's going on and just parking cash in the bank? What's the journey been like so far? Yeah, it was probably the latter. I was um, just thinking, uh, focusing sort of on football and, um, you know, my savings. And um, I think I got to about 
uh, season th- or maybe four. And, you know, I've got uh, my football manager who um, said, oh, says, you know, like, I think it's time to, you know, look for a property. And I think that's, you know, just a look at a lot of older players and that's what they do. So I was just like, oh, I better do that, um, you know, with not much idea. Um, and ended up, you know, purchasing a, a townhouse in Victoria. And, you know, like we say, pretty much in the backyard, um, as we talked about, because I grew up there. Um, do you still have that property? Yeah, so I still have that property. Um, and that was pretty much a lot of, you know, my parents and a lot of other people just helping me along that little journey. Um, and then it, another three years on, um, three or four years on, and, um, you know, I was lucky enough for John to come in and talk to a few of, few of us guys. And I thought, well, it's, you know, probably time to, um, you know, mature a little bit and grow up and yep. understand my own finances and, you know, what's next and, you know, set a few goals for down the track and, um, you know, as mentioned, I'm a bit of a case study. I'm, you know, just at the start of our, our little journey. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, John, you know, we were talking up here before and, you know, a lot of questions were asked and I was like, I've, I've heard that, but I can't remember what the... <laughs> so I was just thinking, oh, geez, if John asked me, he'll be disappointed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, you know, it's... You pay him to worry about that, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's pretty much um, where I'm at now. So if I, would, if I was to say to you, fast forward five years, what do you think, what does life look like for you and particularly what would you think the property portfolio looks like? Um, well, five years from now, I'm hoping to be asked back to this podcast and, you know, we're all... <laughs> we'll see how we go in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much, um, you know, I'm my own own man in a way and yep. um i've got it pretty much all under control my you know my knowledge is um really high um yep. in in this field and that's why when i looked around i was i was sort of wondering you know how many people would come and <laughs> we're um yeah that's all right <laughs> they're just running fire tests really oh sorry they're going to do it in five minutes Oh, wow. Sweet. Whatever. Life goes on. It's a bonus episode. It's not a Tuesday one, so whatever. <laughs> um, anyway. I feel like it's a bit scary. This happens at our club a lot and no one moves. Yeah. I'm just well, the other day, I'm scared for an we actual fire. To trying to do the podcast and they had, they had this, did anyone hear Tuesday? And there was like a Labor March protest in the street. I'm like, Couldn't geez. believe it. That's why we've got a studio and rarely venture out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I suppose just on those um, on those comments that that five year sort of journey. Um, when you, when you look at a professional sporting career, whether you're a swimmer, tennis player, AFL footballer, um, ballet dancer, whatever, you uh, it's a limited time period that you've got, haven't you, to to really make hay. Um, while the sun's shining, so I think um, for for AFL players in particular, if there's that ten year window, you you really want to take advantage of that opportunity. Um, but I suppose what we're working with at the moment is, well, what does life after football mm. look like? Mm. And not only from a lifestyle point of view, but well, what do we want to do? What's our passion? Um, 
after football? Is it coaching? Is it is it being an electrician? Is it you know what what do you and want I guess, to do? You know, you can obviously buy more properties and you know leverage more with a higher income. So I guess it's the balance of building up as many properties as possible while that income's good. And then if your income does drop down to, you know, you might go, oh, I just want to volunteer two days a week at the club and then go earn 80K or something doing other stuff. Mm. At least you've got that critical mass in your life that's sitting there by itself. Yeah, and in an ideal world, the, the property portfolio that you've, you've created throughout your, your sporting career, and, and that might include shares and everything else, mm. will set you up for that future wealth anyway. Mm. But you still... You, in in Adam's case and most professional sporting people, you, you're driven people. So you're not going to be sitting on the couch from age 35 to 80. So yeah. you want to be getting some value out of your life as well. And just while you you are investing, is there any goal within the next five years to buy a house to live in or is the strategy at the moment just to keep renting, uh, say, for example, in Balmain or wherever you want to live, quote unquote? Um, it, what's the thought process there? Um, yeah, so for now, for me, I'm um, hap- like really happy in Balmain, so I've, I got really lucky there, renting with a mate who's um, bought a house, so uh, yeah, very fortunate, and um, yeah, so for now, I'll just look, um, you know, look around around the country, and you know, as we talked about before with um, the property clock, and yep. um, you know, try and do my own research, and you yep. know, with a bit of advisory from John, and, um, and yeah, go from there, hopefully, you know, buy an investment property you know, soon. Yeah, sweet. Now, does anyone have any, I guess, questions that um, we want to ask? Don't be shy. Come forward, Dan. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, say it on here. Yeah, I guess my question is just more broadly to all professional athletes. Is there a degree of apprehension around one retirement or impending, you know, um, future? And if so, how do you either park that apprehension that might exist or worry and or plan for it, particularly in relation to the economic element to it, but then also around what you're doing for how you're going to spend your time, as, as John alluded to? Yeah, there's so many different um, scenarios with... Um you know, individuals and their, you know, particular contracts. Um, I'm, I'm big on just time in the system. I know a lot of players take a little bit of risk and, um, you know, they might get what I think is a little bit greedy and, you know, try and... But, you know, that's when, you know, they're coming out of contract sometimes and there's so much, you know, as we talked about earlier, um, with the insurance side of things, like there's so many injuries in AFL and... Um, <laughs> what a train wreck. <laughs> Does that happen around insurance and <laughs> <laughs> Alarm bells. Someone's playing Space Invaders out there. Oh, sorry. It's a new or Thanks yeah. to AI yeah. for the background music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, so, oh, yeah. And, yeah, well, there is, like, you can't help but... But, you know, think and be a little bit scared for the future in a way mm. um, where, as I said, like I keep re- reiterating it, like we're, we're so lucky to be in the position we're in, but um, it is pretty ruthless. And I know a few former teammates that went through 
you know, one went through a 10-year career and he had one-year deals each year and um, in, for football, like, you can go down like that and or if form's off one year, then you're done. So the club's really good with, you know, making sure our, you know, we're studying something, we've got, we've got a good balance between, you know, that um, football and life. So, um, yeah, it's a good question, though. Yeah, yeah. it's a good question. And we talk about it all the time, don't we, in terms of from a... Um, when we're analysing our property portfolio um, and our life, we're analysing it as though we're back on 60, 70 grand a year in 10 years' time. We're not, we're not in this false economy of saying, well, we're going to be on, I don't know, half a million dollars for the next 30 years. If, if we are because we're successful what we do, then that's great, mm. but let's go worst-case scenario yep. because I've seen personally a lot of professional sports people that post-career have had to either um, sell their portfolio because they, they went too deep um, early on or they had too many... Um, non-income producing assets that they they got when they were having a bit of fun and as a result, yeah, wasted a so, bit of time. you know, we've got this case study with Adam Kennedy from GWS Giants and, you know, living in inner west of Sydney and going out on a limb to say it's not the cheapest place in Sydney to live. Um, however, if there's somebody in regional South Australia listening right now, you know, you don't have to rent vest. What if they want to buy? And Hannah, I think it was, asked a question and she's going to come down now and ask it again <laughs> um, while she's coming down. Like, what if there is the opportunity that they want to live somewhere? Yeah, so what happens if you're in the situation where you're very keen to have your own space, to mm. not be living with your parents or not be with your annoying housemates who can't clean up after themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of stories. Yeah. And you've been Thanks, through Hannah. a few of them over the time, Hannah, by the sounds. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, so if you are in a place that property is affordable and you don't want to rent and invest, like I guess what I'm getting at is mm. if Adelaide was a hot market and yeah. I lived in Adelaide, I'm not going to rent in Adelaide and buy in Brisbane if I wanted to live in the place, like if I wanted to own the place that I lived in, because I don't. I'm sick of yeah. flatmates. I'm sick of the real estate. So yeah, it's definitely a case by case basis. So first of all, if they're living in Adelaide, what they'd be a Crow supporter or a Port Port Adelaide supporter, maybe uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the two. Um, that's not their fault. But, um, <laughs> um, I've got a few clients in Adelaide and, and we talk about that situation a bit. Now, it's it's case-by-case case scenario because at the moment one, one client in particular I've got, because rent's so cheap in Adelaide because relative to house prices and they're, they're sharing with their mates and <laughs> at the moment it's working well, okay, they're paying like $200 a week. Right. So... The mortgage is still going to cost more if they were to go and buy in Adelaide. Sure. Right. Now, what trumps that is if, okay, Adelaide's in a growth phase where we want to, and, and I want to emotionally live in my own property and yep. um, paint the walls and kick my mates out because yep. I want to live on, on my own. Because I'm the obviously the personality that I want to, like I live in the place that I own yes. and I just 
and I live by myself because I don't like people. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, so, and look, the fundamentals are really that go and do something, take action. Yeah. Like when my uncle uh, said 20 years ago, um, rent until you can pay cash for your own property, he didn't mean not go and invest. Sure. You, you're taking action. As long as you're going and taking action and you're, you've, um, you've done some really solid research and analysis behind that, Taking a bit of emotion into play, but also taking a removed a little bit from mm. it as well. Because away who, you go. who's heard the saying "rent money's dead money"? Yeah, I think it's kind of. I don't like that saying because you've got to live somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, you do. And I so suppose rent, rent money's rent money. <laughs> like. Well, yeah, and and that's, as long as you're investing <laughs> elsewhere or have a plan to move forward and. Yeah, if, if you're renting and not saving money and not investing, then it's probably going to be an issue for you long term, isn't it? Yeah. and If you're not taking any action on that side of it. There was a, um, a question today. Olivia joined the Facebook group and said, how to break out of the rental cycle? Um, and I think it goes back to the pyramid I drew. Like if you think going to the gym is, and I'm using the gym as an example, a staple of life or a basic human need or mm. I, I don't know. And there was another question. <laughs> this uh, I'll read this one because it's probably a better example, right? So, Olivia's got the question, how to break out of the rent cycle. And if you can hear it still, they're doing a fire test in the building. Um, and it's just a good time while I, before I read this. Shout out to AIA for letting us um, <laughs> use the space. And it, it's a good shout out. Providing um, the background music via forgot, the uh, yeah. alarm. And uh, if you are after any insurance, speak to your advisor, ask them to consider AIA and check out the Vitality program. Uh, so just Google AIA Vitality. It's a cool program. It's got, um, you know, you can get 50% off Virgin flights. You can get cash back. You can get cheaper insurance premiums. Check that out. But Rosalind wrote, I have a very expensive hobby, show jumping. It's something that I'm very passionate about, but I find myself struggling with guilt. The cost of just feeding my horses every week is ridiculous. I feel like I'm holding us back from... I feel like it's... I feel like I'm holding us back from buying a house. So, they're in the rent cycle. They can't buy a house. Oh, I'm not a professor here, but maybe the whole show jumping thing you can't afford. What would Del Brathwaite say? Um, and so it sounds very rude, yeah. but you've got a hobby that you can't afford because if you've got to ask about the price and if it's an issue, it's an issue. So to get out yeah. of that rent cycle, it's cutting back, it's having a goal, it's maybe not renting in Balmain if you can't afford it. Correct. Something's got to change something's fundamentally, got to, doesn't it? Something's got to give for yeah. something to give. Yeah. And, and in her defence... There's been a drought across Australia, so feeding our horses is going to be a lot more expensive sure. than it was five years ago when it was raining, right? <laughs> um, What's um, Africa like this time of year? <laughs> dry and arid, I'd say. Um, uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, if, if how do we break out of the rent cycle? Well, have a look at your, your list of things that you're spending money on and see what you, mm. what you can and can't cut. Yeah. Right, and have an honest look in the mirror to see what can change. And if you're not prepared to change anything, then we can't be too upset at mm. ourselves. Because, like, I absolutely want everybody to show jump who's into show jumping. Mm. But <laughs> I, 
I want everyone to be able to freaking afford it. And it goes back to the pyramid that I drew at the start of the night. If you're struggling to pay your electricity bill because you're jumping at a show, yeah. there's something's got to give. Well, yeah, and it, it, and it, I'm not, it I, reminds I, me of an example. I'm being a bit cheeky, but it's half true. Sorry, but, Roslyn, love you, shout out. But it's a passion and that's <laughs> like I, I did a workshop with um, um, some Australian Institute of Sport um, athletes uh, a couple of months ago. And theirs is not too dissimilar to that um, to Rosalind's story in right. the sense that they're living their passion. They're pretty much full time athletes, mm. but they're getting paid um, an ordinary income by the the governing body. Yeah. So that was a, a a big question in topic. What do we What do we do? How How can we make ends meet here? Because we're struggling financially, but we're living our passion. We're doing something we love, mm. right? That's fantastic on that side of it, but we're living on bread and water on the other end. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about side hustles and all these sort of out-of-the-box thinking to be able to get ourselves by, or do we just give up our passion? Yeah, and question for Adam, what's your, like, do you go to the gym for fun now? <laughs> like, um. like some people, are, I just love the gym. I'm like, what? <laughs> What do you do for fun? Now, not the gym. Not the gym. Yeah, as you can see, I'm probably like, I don't look like an athlete. Just, um, <laughs> Who's the homeless guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the hand-me-downs. Yeah. The hand-me-downs. Um, oh, no, for fun, I think probably what a lot of people like, I enjoy just going down to the beach or going yeah, to the movies. Or, yeah. 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 And so, I think it's scratching that itch with something else. Like So, so going back to the gym, who... Who in your team would uh, like to flex their muscles with no top on in the in the gym? Um, well, we actually had uh, I don't know if people know, but Adam Tomlinson um, finished his workout the other day just with no top on, and that's like not a thing. Like so, it's taboo. We, is yeah, it? we've got a bit of a dice roll system, and there's a few punishments. So he had to roll the dice multiple really? times. Yeah, right. so. So, what um, was his punishment? Is it um, allowable on a podcast? <laughs> one of the, one of them was a um, we've got a live one minute live performance for the for all the guys, the whole group. Uh, yeah, for the whole group. So that's yeah, that that's um, pretty intimidating. It would have um, been. Yeah, because if you don't really get a laugh, it's you get laughed at pretty much. Yeah, so uh, he won't be taking his top off anytime soon. He probably still will. <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you have any other pearls of wisdom to add to um, to podcast land about your journey so far? Would you have done anything different to date? So you've got the the one property in Victoria. You're renting in Balmain. Life's good. You've got the you've got the strategy to pull the trigger on the next property. Um, what's um, like, what are you waiting on at the moment? Are you doing the education research piece? Are you waiting to get some more cash? Um, um, yeah, I just I was going to actually mention it before, before the alarm went off. But, um, <laughs> you know, just with everyone here, like a lot of questions at these sort of things is, you know, oh, where do you start and, and all that. But um, it's credit to everyone here. Like, I, I just think knowledge is key. And, um, you know, that's that's the start of your journey. Um you know, I was I was a bit oblivious, you know, a few years ago. But um, you know, uh, something I'm working really closely with John about is um, just you know feeding feeding knowledge and and trying to contain as much as I can. And um, you know, see everyone here. I think it's you know a good start to you know all your individual journeys. So um, 
Yeah, that's probably about it. Yeah, keep the education. And that's, I guess, weirdly like I wanted to do the podcast as because there wasn't many good Aussie ones that were like, I don't know, I just wanted to create something to be that weekly encouragement and we might be talking about something different, but it's just that habit of I've got, you know, that thing to keep me encouraged. Like I listen to stuff about, you know, consumer debt and personal debt um, just to keep me encouraged. Or before I know it, I'll be back out there with credit card debt and because I'm a spender by nature, so I'm not above any of the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. So it's about if I would say if there's one thing tonight, what can you do when you leave tonight? Whether it's like, oh, I'm finally going to ditch Stan because I already pay for Netflix, Foxtel and Amazon Prime. That's me, actually. Um, <laughs> actually, when I, when I got my new car the other day, I logged into NRMA and when I sold my motorbike at the start of the year, I was still paying the insurance for it. Oh, so, no. So, I'm not above any of this. Like, it's No, you're actually quite below it. Very yeah. much. <laughs> so, here's a, here's a tip. If you're cancelling the insurance... <laughs> Don't cancel it the day you call up if you forgot. Just say that you sold it like three months ago because that's when they'll backdate it to and you'll get mm. the pro refund. refund. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's just that encouragement thing. And even with my dumb car story, I've saved money because, you know, I've got accountability in the room, um, didn't do anything dumb. And oh, for those who weren't – for those listening, I bought a new car, but we might talk about it later. <laughs> Those like the powers. Yeah. So, um, so any, I need a, one more volunteer, maybe you right here, um, to just ask a question about something and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cherub, come down. Cherub's got a question. I just want to know what do you think you'll do when your football career is over? Do you, is your mind already on that? And then what about the other players? Do they think similarly? Um, yeah, I think. Thanks. Do you want to read, ask a question? Yeah, no, fine. sweet, sweet. That was, it was a good question. Um, I think um, probably ten years ago um, in AFL, I don't know if you were working with footballers, but they probably got to the end of their career and didn't know where they were at, and probably took them a couple of years for it to turn around. Whereas now, um, all you know, the AFLs working really hard to make sure, you know, we're on top of, you know, like I said earlier, our study or whatever it is. Um, uh, I've, I've done a, a fitness course and I'm currently doing a business course just through the, the club and what the AFL provides. So I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I'm, um, I feel like I'm taking small steps to, you know, understanding, you know, my, um, you know, what, I'm, what I enjoy and, um, you know, a pathway I might be able to go down. Sweet. Any other questions about rent vesting, property? Because we'll, uh, we'll wrap up in five. Yeah, do you want to come down? Sure. It's like the price is right, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, funny story. Five years ago today, the photo is on my phone. Checking Facebook while he's doing the podcast. No, I was. Um, five years ago today... That was me on The Price is Right. <laughs> you and Larry. I didn't get to come on down, though. So, please state your name for the record. 
<laughs> Simone, um, my question is about how do you, so when you're t buying that first property, you're obviously still renting. So you're looking at the balance of around 30% for your rent. How do you kind of manage the new costs that are associated? Um, and then also some of those downfalls where you're waiting for renters to come into the property and upkeep of it. How do you kind of manage that or factor that in and what things should you probably consider when you're doing that? So just to clarify that, Simone, yeah. you're buying an investment property yeah. and, and that time between purchasing the property, getting the rent in and covering the mortgage and the running costs, you're saying, how the hell do I Yeah, how do you kind of balance that, that you've got a 30% on your rent, let's say you've got all of your bills, now you've got an investment property yeah. and how do you kind of manage sometimes that downtime where you don't have... Yeah, sure. That. Good question. Yeah. So... Glenn talks about the, the cash flow foundation in your life where you've got to have your buffer um, and I think three months worth of expenses, you're similar, aren't you, yeah. in terms of um, yeah. running running your life? I think it's a minimum, three um, months worth of, um, you know, as a cash buffer. Yeah, so you've got a cash buffer in your life that you should have for the next 50 years. That should never alter too much um, and only used to, for life emergencies and then repaid as soon as possible. The same applies to a property buffer. So before going into something like that, first of all, you know the cash flow or the yield of that property because you've done your research and you know what your holding costs would be before tax and then what your cash flow expectations are after tax. Um, so you ideally want to have that buffer amount, that before tax amount already in your account as a, as a buffer sitting there before you purchase that property. If you've got that, you can sleep at night and, and knowing that you've got it covered, if you don't have to use it because the, the rent's increased or, or um, something else, then that's great, but it's there um, to, to keep that period where there's some uncertainty. Does that make sense? Well, I, I think the, the biggest common mistake for a lot of investors is they go and buy something with all the funds they've got and the bank said we can lend this, so I'm going to lend this and I'm going to use all the funds and, and go and buy the best property um, only to have their uh, lifestyle <laughs> impacted. Right. And, and it could be, a, you know, if it could be the perfect storm as well. Like if you're buying an investment property, what if there's a tenant already in there and you hit the ground running? And there's not really a gap. So, and a lot of the mm. time, it's a sink thing. Like, with you just remember, you with rent, you pay, then you stay. So, you pay rent in advance. With a mortgage, you stay, then you pay. So, with your investment property, if on the first of the month you got the keys to it and the tenant was in, they were already paying you for the first week or the first four weeks. At the end of that first 30 days or the month, then you'll get the mortgage taken out. Taken out. So, I wouldn't let that stress you out too much, uh, but it's a good question. It's just one of those things you've got to prepare for. So uh, so that's a good thing. Pay before you stay with renting and then stay, then pay with uh, a mortgage. We might wrap up the episode. Thanks so much, Adam, for coming along and giving us a bit of an insight into your world and um, and your journey. That's good. Thanks, um, Mark. Thanks for having me. And we'll, uh, we'll be seeing you on the telly. Uh, Adam got concussed on the weekend. So, yeah, you woke up this afternoon for us. So. He won't remember he's here tonight. No. So, uh. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for joining us and thank you everyone here for coming to our first Sydney event. We're, um, we're trying, we're going to try this. We'll do this in Melbourne probably in June, 
Um, as you can see, it's been a bit all over the place because we're just ironing out a few things like the emergency alarm and... <laughs> who's going to come on tour with us to Melbourne? <laughs> yeah, who's got, who wants a road trip to Melbourne? Uh, that could be fun. So we're coming down to Melbourne in June and um, thanks for coming up to Level 12, everybody. And yep. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. So let's have a... Thanks, guys. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. And we will catch you next time you're listening to us. Bye-bye. Bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help, and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Approach Limited, trading a sort your money out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 